0: Hello and welcome to the Coffee Gals podcast, brought to you by the team behind the Ottawa Coffee Fest.
1: Bonjour et bienvenue au podcast Café, présenté par l'équipe derrière le Café Fest Ottawa. My name is Mel. Et mon nom est Jen. Every few weeks, we'll be speaking with different people within the industry, so you can get to know more about your favourite local roasters and coffee shops. Let's get started.
0: Today we're here with Josh and Lisa, owners of Ottawa Valley Coffee, a new cafe opening in Renfrew, a town located about an hour west of downtown Ottawa. They're currently working hard to finish building their beautiful space made entirely of recycled and repurposed building materials found around the area. These important eco-friendly values are at the heart of their unique business model. This is also the case for Valley Child Clothing, Lisa's small business making children's sustainable and eco-friendly clothing.
1: We'll be chatting with Josh and Lisa about their business model, what inspired them to build their space from scratch, and what they would like to create for their community.
0: Hi Josh and Lisa, thank you so much for meeting with us today.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, it's great.
0: We're really happy that you guys are here today. So can you tell us a bit about yourselves and Ottawa Valley Coffee? What's the vision and the business model behind it all? And what inspired you to open up this new cafe?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, Josh and I have been married for, oh gosh, uh, about four or five years now. Feels Um, like (laughs) fifteen. When you're building a business with somebody, things just tend to blow up that way. Um, So yeah, we've been married for for about that time. Uh, We have two kids. Uh, Quinn is about three years old, and Sully just turned one. And yeah, we moved out to the Ottawa Valley about. five years ago or so, just as we were getting married and um, Josh is in the military. So that's hence our move to the valley. He uh, was posted to Petawawa and I was working in Ottawa. So that was kind of the, the 50-50 split uh, for for commuting. And uh, we love being in the country. So it just made sense for us to move out here instead of struggling with with the drive. Before kids, we, we would typically uh, once or twice a year, we'd take some backpacking trips to different places in the world. Um, and our, our essentially our goal was to find the best coffee and the best craft beer and the best pizza around in the places that we traveled to. So um, so we would do that. We went to uh, South America, uh, Chile, Peru, and Bolivia. We went to Vietnam um, and uh, we're treated to some Vietnamese iced coffees and coffee there. And I went to Burma, uh, where else did we go?
3: um indonesia Indonesia. bali um spain
2: spain and our last uh our, our honeymoon was actually to south africa um so we we always found the best spots for coffee and craft beer and um so that was kind of our our passion is is doing that backpacking and finding those places and then when we moved out to the valley and to our area which is like Renfrew, we were kind of missing that like there was nowhere to go and have a really good beer like a craft beer or a really really nice coffee or to sit in a cafe and just kind of hang out and chill like that was a, a piece of our life that was really missing um so we had chatted about it kind of jokingly like oh we should do it we should open a cafe and it'd be really cool we'd have this and we'd have that and talked about it really since we started moving out and uh then to be honest COVID hit and Well, I don't know who said it to who, but we were like, let's just do it. Kind of a
3: silver lining.
2: Yeah, we just, we, Josh had some time because he couldn't go to work and I wasn't at work. I was off on mat leave. And so we are talking about it a lot and we just kind of jumped into it and said, hey, like, let's bring this to the downtown. We had always come down here and walked around and there was no spots. We're like, why not? Why not us? Why not give the community this place if we want it and we're missing it. I'm sure there's other people too. And. So, yeah, so we started, uh, we started pl- the planning and one thing led to another.
3: And I'm, I'm super, like, we're super passionate about beer and coffee. And, and I needed a transition from the military, um, you know, from that hectic, constant posting lifestyle to now having children and, and something that I can do to just kind of relax. And, and it's a completely different stress. And I can totally see myself growing a beard and making coffee and, you know, calling people by their first names and learning about people in our community, and and uh, making it like a homey place to come and have a, have a coffee.
1: So, so grow an even bigger beard than what you have.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my, this is a trial trial period. Right, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, the vision is really to create more than just coffee, more than just beer. It's really to create like a community space where people can come and really feel at home, like their home away from home, essentially, and be comfortable in the space, uh, have access to like Wi-Fi and delicious coffee, obviously, but we'll also have like a local market space within our our, our coffee house. Um, and then obviously the beer. So eventually we'd like to do some live music and and stuff like that. We're going to have extended hours. So that's ultimately the vision for the space.
3: And I think there's a, another aspect to the vision. Like like we talked about the community hub, um, you know, we, we plan to have um, like a pay it forward board, um, which is something that I definitely want to touch on because I think it's very unique. Um, and essentially it's a board that you come in and you order your coffee. And if at that time you feel like you want to pay something for it, you would order a second coffee, let's say. Um, and you would say, hey, I want this coffee to be for, a local nurse or a single mom or um, I don't know, a police officer. And you would buy your coffee, you would get a little kind of IOU and you would go pin it up on this board. And then four or five days would go by. Somebody would come in, have a look at the board and say, Oh, I'm a nurse. I I'm, I'm appreciating that someone's recognizing me for whatever I do. And they would take it to the cash. Their coffee's already paid for, it, and they can either pay, pay it forward with another one or they can pay it forward with another one next week. Um, and it kind of gives us that positive, keeping that positive um, recognition for different people in the community that maybe need it. It could be a, a single dad or a real estate agent or or whatever it may
1: be. That's awesome. You guys have really thought this through and you really want to, to create something special in your, in your community. And like, when you think about your space in like, say like five years from now, what do you see? Like, you know, you kind of talked about, Um, wanting to create something special for your community. So what do you think it will represent uh, within the Ottawa Valley community?
2: Yeah, so I think like the ultimate goal would be to like make this the spot to visit when you come to the area. So we'd love for for cottagers, for example, it's a huge commuting town for for people to get to their cottage. So we'd love it if this was like the go-to spot on Fridays for people to come to, to pick up their, their local goods to head to their cottage. Um, if it was like the go-to spot, if you're going skiing up here, going to golf, or even just for like the regular person to come to you on like a Sunday or just being part of people's lives, I think is really important to us. So providing that, that consistent space, uh, and providing things that currently aren't already here. So like that live music vibe that, uh, that I chatted about, we're not going to be able to obviously do that right away, especially with COVID, but ultimately, that would be the goal is to to have live music and and something to look forward to for people. Um, along with our plans for like, in, well, hopefully within before five years, but we'd love to do a patio. There's not uh, like a, a space where people can drink their coffee and stuff outside down here. So to provide and to provide that to the community would be ideal. And um, yeah, I think just to be able to provide people with that, like homey space to go to would be like our goal. We don't have like crazy 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 plans but just really wanting to be part of the the downtown
3: and I, I think it's important to, to to note the you know the business model that we have started we hope to develop on in the next five years and that's the like you guys had mentioned sustainable environment um, that supports local businesses in the Ottawa Valley and it allows us to showcase uh, other businesses in the businesses in the Ottawa and the valley area so like our sourdough is sourced locally, and our, our, all of our vegetables for our paninis are, are grown for us at the Calabogie Family Farm, and we can go see it be grown for us, and we can help, you know, our kids can help plant the seeds um, in the gardens that we're actually going to use for our paninis. Um, literally everything in our shop is sourced within the Ottawa Valley, um, from the ceiling tin, which is sourced from a local bison farm, uh, white pine bison. And then we've got our walls from a barn in Eganville. Uh, All of our plugs in the wall are all recycled. Um, We've got brick from an old school in Ottawa. So everything in our space is from Ottawa in the Valley, um, literally right down to the plugs.
1: Yeah, that's great. It seems like you're really creating a space that you've been wanting to see. You know, you just want to have a place where you'd love to hang out or it it kind of it's very similar to I guess the how we started you know we kind of started with the festival saying like you know it would be really cool like I would really love to attend like a coffee festival so you know, if you just kind of go with that and and create your own space that's really inspiring.
2: yeah well, if you guys wanted it, obviously like, you found out pretty quickly like a million other people also wanted that experience as well right so mm-hmm. why not be the one to make that happen for other people
0: yeah sometimes you have to you know to be the one to to just push forward with it and it's really interesting as well that you did it at a time right when covid started and it's fun, it's interesting how that actually kind of like propels you forward and you had that time of growth in a you know during a time that is obviously a difficult time for a lot of people but it's interesting that you were still able to kind of to move ahead with it. And like, how has COVID impacted your your plans with your business, if at all?
3: Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly affected us. Uh, you know, we had planned to open in February um, and things of, with the lockdown. We kind of, you know, started to think, well, is it worth rushing and opening? Um, you know, maybe just let's prepare a little bit for if this was to, to get worse. Um, so our plan is to kind of open um early March now um, other than that I mean we ask ourselves kind of daily uh, what are we thinking like what a time to do this what a time to put literally your life savings into something um, in in a time of such uncertainty it's pretty scary I'm not gonna lie we've had some nights um, chatting pillow talk being like what are we doing this is this is crazy um, so but in the end there's a silver lining to, to everything everything negative has a small portion of positivity in it you just got to kind of look for it and search for it. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, aside from that, it's definitely impacted our plans, um, but it's given us more time to do things that we maybe wouldn't have had time to do otherwise. So like we were planning on having craft beer, but now uh, because of the time we've had in research and chatting with local breweries, we're actually going to have over 30 local craft beers with approximately seven, 70 different cans um, all the way from Petawawa to to Perth, to Rockland Castleman, Bentley Kill, um, so literally the entire Ottawa and the Valley, including um, Perth being Lanark and, and that area. So, um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for COVID. Um, we would have just had a handful, but now we have the time to do the research and and, and prepare for that. So,
2: Yeah, I think it's helped us. It's, it's given us an excuse to spend a bit more time and the opportunity to spend a bit more time building the relationships with um, a lot of the people that we're going to be working with, so the the local vendors that are going to be selling their goods in our local market, um, to like Josh said, the breweries and like Calabogie Family Farms who's growing our vegetables. We've been able to go and and see that space and stuff like that, um, and it it's also kind of reassure reassured us on like how much meaning this is bringing to so many different people. Uh, the community has like like I said, people have been knocking on the door when we're here working and just asking for when are you guys going to be open? Like, we're so excited to have you. And I think they're realizing the importance of our space before it even exists. Um, and like the local vendors would normally have markets to sell at those don't exist anymore. So we're really, we're really happy to be able to provide them with that space that they really miss in terms of their goods and, and meeting people and providing their stuff to the community as well.
3: And I think one last thing that I think now you, you mentioned the COVID is that With COVID, it allowed us to kind of take our time. And so what we did is we rented out the rear um, space of our our coffee business uh, to a a wellness studio called Fraser Wellness Studio. And it's a little shout out to them. Um, So what they are is they have the option for – uh, manicure, pedicures, massage, um, uh, advanced foot care, uh, we've got, you know, um, sugaring, and so it's kind of a one-stop shop. We have them working out of the back, but you, you know, you come get a coffee, you come get your nails done, you come, you know, get your nails done, you can walk over and grab a glass of wine, uh, local wine. So it it kind of is a nice one-stop shop, but I don't think we would have been able to necessarily plan it like this if we wouldn't have done COVID and and had the time to to really think about this, so.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you, you know, obviously you, you kind of question yourself in the whole process. Like, why are we doing this now? And it's so risky, but it seems like you're putting in a lot of efforts with building like really strong partnerships, which is, you know, kind of a the road to success. Um, so can you tell us about your coffee, the coffee side of things and, and your journey with your roaster?
3: Yeah, sure. So um, and getting into the coffee world is, uh, is definitely intimidating. There's a lot uh, to know about coffee. We thought we, we knew a lot about coffee until we decided to make it uh, a life business. And then we realized, wow, there is a lot to know about coffee that um, isn't, uh, isn't out there and as frequent. So, um, I mean, everybody knows in the coffee world that it's a pretty tight-knit community and kind of everyone works together. And it's a very unique business to be in where literally everybody is on the same team. Like, people aren't competing. Um, it's, it's a very friendly type of business to be in. So we, we our coffee, I mean, and, and the journey with our roaster all started um, when we were traveling in Whitby, actually. And shout out to Brock Street, Espe- Brock Street Espresso. Um, that's where we learned about our roaster, um, Propeller, uh, Propeller Coffee Roasters. And they're uh, an Ontario roaster out of, uh, of Toronto. And they were probably the single most important business relationship we've developed. And there is no way we could have done this without them. Um, uh, the owner Lose, has been uh, has been like a, I want to say a dad, a brother, a business advisor, uh, a friend. It's been incredible to have developed this relationship with such a good person. Um, and 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 believe it or not, we sat down the first time we kind of met over virtual um, Zoom, and and we started talking about our our business model and our views and our pillars that we that we kind of um, base ourselves off, which is sustainability, community, quality, and consistency. And uh, funny enough, just a complete coincidence, his business pillars for his roastery was the exact same. And we we hadn't even looked at their website. It was like our first time chatting. Um, And so they've been just a wealth of knowledge, and they've kind of really helped us get to where we are today. And so our plan is to kind of carry their beans, and they'll also be roasting uh, beans for us. Um, and uh, we'll be carrying their cold brew. So that community, either that relationship, he's a veteran I'm currently serving. So we've been able to really hit it off and work together and, 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 and attack that whole idea of community. Together, um, so our, our beans that we have that we'll have kind of in stock all the time is our Swing Bridge Espresso, our Clock Tower Dark Roast, our Mercury Medium, and our Donaldson's Decaf. And those names are pretty important to us. It took us a lot of time to figure out what we were going to name our beans. And so the Swing Bridge is is to the is to highlight the Swing Bridge in Renfrew that's um, historically pretty uh, pretty great. And then the Clock Tower, which is our neighbor um, directly to our to our The building next to us is a clock tower. And then Mercury is the old newspaper in town that actually used to own our building, um, which is the Mercury newspaper. And and I guess after the Mercury newspaper, Donaldson's Pharmacy bought it. Um, So Donaldson's Pharmacy was in our space before. So we're highlighting the history of Renfrew um, in our beans. And then I guess with regards to our roaster. um, So like I said, Propeller is a veteran-owned roaster that started in 2013. And they won the International Micro Roaster of the Year in 2016, uh, which is uh, through the Roast magazine in Portland, Oregon. Um, they're a B Corp certified. They were B Corp certified in 2017 as the first Canadian micro roaster uh, to achieve the certification under very, very, very rigorous and ethical uh, business certification system. Other companies that are B Corp certified would be Bose uh, in Canada, and the, probably the biggest internationally known B Corp would be Patagonia Clothing. Um, So that's pretty, pretty, uh, it's a pretty, I guess, uh, noble thing of them to have achieved. Um, Their beans are direct trade and organic. So they get to know their farmers directly and personally. And uh, there's no middle organization taking a cut of money for overhead. So they get to really meet the people that are actually growing the beans from the the fields right to essentially the cup. They buy certified organic when possible, but many of the farmers are employing methods that are bird-friendly, diversity-friendly, and organic. And these farmers are working with regional, national, and international organizations uh, to make their crops like as enviro-friendly as they can. Um, their roasting equipment is the Tesla of roasting machines. Um, and that's, that was a quote given to me by Lose. That <laughs> is a, it is the Tesla um, it uses technology industry-leading design to achieve fuel efficiency that's 85% better than any other roasting machine in Canada. Um, so that means that 85% la- less gas is being burned per pound, and they actually produce almost zero uh, emissions. So that's that's our that's the story between us and Propeller Coffee Roasters, and then that's kind of Propeller Coffee Roasters' background. So we're so fortunate to be able to work with them and, and partner with them.
2: Yeah. And I think it just, it it speaks to the relationship and our similar values and stuff in terms of being eco-friendly and sustainable. Like they've achieved so much already on their own. So it was when we heard about like how they've established themselves and what they focus on with, with sourcing their beans and roasting um, so efficiently, uh, it just made sense for us to partner with them because we have the same values and we focus on the same things in terms of uh, having like all eco-friendly, uh, like to go, like take out materials and stuff like that, and how we've chosen to uh, choose the decor in our coffee house and, and focus on recycling and repurposing things. So it was just a perfect fit, I think, from the get go. And it's it's only become better as, uh, as we've worked
1: with them. I was going to say, yeah, it seems like, you know, it was kind of, you know, the stars aligned and <laughs> yeah. you, you guys kind of have the like you're really on the same page. So that's a a really great story.
2: Yeah, we're really lucky for sure.
0: I also like the, um, the historical tie to like with all the names of your coffees. And and I think that's going to be that, that personal touch makes such a big difference, I think. And, you know, it's something that people are going to immediately be drawn to. And yeah, I I really, you can really you can really feel your, your passion about your community when, when you speak about your shop and, and your partnership and stuff. And it's it's really inspiring.
2: Thanks. Yeah. We we thought it was really important to kind of salute those who came before us in the space and and things that have been really iconic in the community. And we thought, what better way than name our beans after them? <laughs> Pretty cool. People can also relate to that. So it's that's important for us for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I I just want to. Lisa, I want to talk a little bit about your other business. So you're the founder of a small business called Valley Child Clothing, which is a company that creates ethical and sustainable garments for children. So can you tell us a little bit about that company and what inspired you to start it?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Essentially, uh, Valley Child Clothing came about, I think it began, I guess, in 2018, about March 2018. I say I think because I was on my first mat leave with my, I had my daughter um, and I was on mat leave with her and it kind of just pretty organically came about. Just, I was trying to find kind of eco-friendly, sustainable clothing and couldn't really find anything around here and in stores that was, that was what I was looking for. And then I finally found some material around my house and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I wish I could, I wish she had clothes made out of this and it was bamboo. Um, And so I thought, you know what, why not? Uh, So I went and made some patterns and ended up making her some bamboo clothing. And so it kind of organically happened that way. And I just, I started Going out places when you could go out with your kids and go to like community play dates and stuff like that. And people kept asking me, like, oh, where where did you get that? And I told them that I I had made it for her. And so they started asking, Oh, like, well, can I buy it? And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, talked to Josh about it. And he was really, really encouraging and and basically forced me into starting a business with it. Cause he's like, why not? Like if people are looking for that and you have the ability and the skill set like why not use that to, to build a business? So I did um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how it got going. And I've since expanded um, from just, uh, initially I was just making bamboo rompers, uh, so one pieces and I added a feature that I had never seen um, and I thought would be super, super helpful. So typically rompers will have buttons or um, buttons in the, in the area of like ankle to ankle Or they'll have like a zipper down the front. Um, Any, I don't know if you guys are parents or parents out there, but buttons are awful. We hated them. Everything that we had with buttons on, it was like, you never get the buttons done up in the right space. And they take forever to do up. And then your baby's awake. And and I found I didn't want her getting cold. So I actually decided to put a zipper uh, from ankle to ankle instead of buttons. So that I could just literally undo the zipper, take her feet out, change her bum. And put her back in, like put her legs back in and she wouldn't wake up because she was still warm. Um, So that was a feature that I I essentially came up with for the romper. And moms have loved it. Dads too. Obviously, Josh does a lot of bum changes, um, especially with our new guy. So yeah, so it was a feature that people really loved. Uh, So that's our our standard romper. And then I've expanded. I do bamboo blankets and different hats um overalls and in the spring my line is expanding to some dresses uh some kids underwear uh harem pants tights um so we're kind of blowing things up a little bit and expanding a little bit more this with our uh, our spring line coming up
0: that's awesome yeah it's great you see the need and you go for it and I love that
2: yeah no, for sure for sure and like part of it goes with I mean, this business came before the coffee house and uh, it fits right perfectly, just because all of our material, again, is eco-friendly, sustainable uh, because it's bamboo. Uh, It's all sourced within Canada. So our suppliers for everything, whether it's zippers, tags, uh, the material, everything sourced in Canada to make sure that we're again, giving back to like communities and businesses here versus overseas. Um, so if we can get it in Canada, that's that's where we're sourcing it. So it kind of fits really well with with the uh, Auto Valley coffee since those those business models and, and the, the vision behind them is is also pretty similar.
0: Yeah, definitely. And bamboo is so I remember I had a bamboo T-shirt for the longest time and I still think about it to this day because it was so soft. <laughs> so and they're
2: awesome and they're they're like they're also temperature regulating. So especially like for us but also for little for babies. Babies can't temperature regulate by themselves at first. So it's a really nice material that kind of helps them regulate their temperature. Also if they're like um, if they're perspiring or something, it's moisture wicking, which I'm sure you probably found your temp- your uh, t-shirt. So it carries the moisture away from their bodies, which avoids them getting kind of like rashy and stuff like that. So there's a whole bunch of benefits to using bamboo both in children's clothing and in adult, a lot of like workout wear and stuff is, is uh, it's beneficial if it's bamboo. Cause it's also like antibacterial uh, and avoids like bacteria kind of forming on clothing and stuff like that as well.
0: So do you think that, uh, you know, you mentioned the values kind of lining up with the uh, Ottawa Valley coffee. And I just want to go back to one point about your, your local market um, will will you feature your clothing there? And like, can you tell us a little bit more about that side of things?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was kind of, that was the second push when we decided like, okay, should we do this with the cafe? Is because all of the markets that I would normally go to with Valley Child clothing were closed because of uh, COVID-19. I don't know if I'm sure you guys have heard of Cheerfully Made, um, which is like a local market. that's very well known for handmade goods in Ottawa and the surrounding area. So I would do cheerfully made markets. Uh, there's another market called Baby Mama Hustle, uh, which was hosted at Lansdowne. So those are the types of markets that Valley Child Clothing would be at. Uh, but again, because of COVID-19 shut down. So we thought, well, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to showcase my goods in person as well. Um, and it's really nice for mums to be able to go somewhere and touch and feel and see the stuff that they're buying instead of just online or um, occasionally at a market because the markets don't happen consistently like every couple of weeks. They're uh, once a season sometimes. So to have somewhere that people can go and shop locally seven days a week uh, is is great. Uh, and by having a market section, we're also able to support other local vendors. Uh, so there's um, uh, uh, she's a military wife and a mom uh, in Petawawa. Her business is called Dame with a Hook. Uh, and she knits all kinds of amazing things hats, um, cowls, scarves, uh, booties, uh, you name it. She's very talented. Um, so she's going to be carrying her, her goods in our shop as well. Um, there's a candle maker actually in Ottawa. She's 16 years old, uh, which blew my mind. I don't even think she's 16. I think she's, she's in grade eight. Yeah. I last, I think unless that was when she started. Anyhow, her name, uh, her business name is The Wax Studio. Uh, So we're sourcing some of her wax candles. Um, There's uh, a new mom uh, who started a company called No Low Socks. So kids' socks that will not fall down is like essentially her guarantee, which is also huge. Uh, So things like that. There's a a woman uh, locally that makes uh, jewelry. So her goods will be stocked. And these people would typically, again, go and sell at these handmade markets but there's nowhere for them to go. So we thought, let's support as many local businesses within our local business as we can. And this will give those vendors a chance to sell their goods and for people to be able to access them and shop local. Because a lot of people want to shop local, but the difficulties right now is that there's nowhere to go for them to do that.
3: And I, and there's all, it's also important to note that there's. it's not just baby clothing in this market, you know, we'll have local honeys and a local pottery and and macrame and maple syrup and and all locally sourced stuff. Um, not just baby stuff, but also like like Lisa said, a little hub to come in and get everything you need locally from, you know, eating stuff to, to nice cups to baby clothes.
0: Awesome. I'm I'm glad that there's going to be a big collection and a big assortment for people to be able to choose from. And so I guess it, it, it'll be good because like you can have all these products there without necessarily having to have, you know, like normally a, a big a big show like that. You know, you need a lot of tables and everyone has their own kind of setup, right? So this is kind of still allowing you to be able to sell all those different products or to feature all those different vendors and, uh, you know, without necessarily needing a big venue which obviously I think we're still a ways away from th- those large in-person gathering type things so um so yeah that that's awesome and definitely supporting young entrepreneurs is something that you know is is really important to us as well and and am that's really cool to hear that uh, about that candle maker I'll have to check them out
2: yeah for sure when I found her I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like <laughs> I don't know what I was doing at 16, but it was not starting. Like she has more followers than us. Like it's, she's amazing. It's so cool. It's
1: impressive.
3: I was throwing snowballs at cars probably <laughs> at, at her age and, and here she is developing a business that uh, is, is bigger than, than probably anybody else at her age
1: in the area. So. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. Um, so since we're, we're chatting about businesses, uh, do you have any advice that you'd like to share with any inspiring cafe owners out there? And uh, what's something you learned about the process that you'd like you'd like others to know?
2: Very, very good question. <laughs> uh, we have learned so much uh, from the time that we were just literally chatting about, oh, we should do this to actually to getting to this point where we're about to open. Uh, I think the biggest point for, uh, that we would both say would be do it because you love it. Do it because you are passionate about it. Don't do it for dollar signs because that's not the point of doing something like this. It's really do it for the right reasons and do it because you love it. Um, and I think we've also both learned a ton from other people. Uh, we definitely, like we said with, about Propeller, uh, we've got a partnership uh, with our beer, with uh, Cartwright Springs Brewery. Um, you learn so much from people that are experts in their field. So don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people and ask the questions and make those relationships, build those relationships early on, because the amount of information and help you can gather from those around you will, will help you instrumentally, like in being successful in building your business.
3: Like surround yourself with like, like like-minded people, surround yourself with people you look up to, surround yourself with role models, surround yourself with people that you want to be like, Um, and, 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 you know, develop a solid, honest, transparent relationship with these people. Um, and, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll find that a lot of this stuff will fall into place on its own uh, if you surround yourself with the right people. Hence, you know, our roaster and some of our, our partnerships we've developed uh, inside our space.
2: And on the practical side, I think, find out what permits you need ahead of time. Like these are big things that luckily we, we did a lot of this research, but I think we've talked to people that didn't. So I think it's not always what people kind of think of, like finding out permits, finding out if you, if there's any like restrictions on where you want to start your business um, when you're budgeting, come up with your budget and then make sure that you realize that it's going to grow substantially because there is always things, whether you think you've got like an airtight plan, that's not going to change. There's always things and uh yeah just do it because you love it for sure
1: that's that's great like you know it's good advice to to get ready in advance before before throwing yourself into it well thank you so much for joining us today josh and lisa so before we finish up can you let people know uh where they can learn more about auto valley coffee and valley child clothing
2: yeah, absolutely. So um, we are most active on Instagram. Uh, so it's at Ottawa Valley Coffee and at Valley Child Clothing. Uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, and our storefront will be and is located at 239 Raglan Street South in Renfrew, Ontario. So about 50 minutes west of Ottawa. Um, and yes, Josh mentioned we hope to be open uh, depending on COVID, but uh, in the next uh, few weeks, so early March.
3: And to all the listeners that made it all the way through the episode, um, <laughs> it, it's important for us to tell everybody that, uh, like we said, we partnered with Cartwright Springs and we've actually um, developed, or he has developed, Andre at Cartwright Springs has developed a coffee stout using our Spring Bridge Espresso. Um, the only people that would know this would be our followers on Instagram. So those that are listening that aren't following, follow and uh, come and pick up some some swing bridge espresso stout from Cartwright Springs. It's and delicious. It is very,
1: very delicious. It sounds amazing, especially for this very frigid weather we've been getting lately in February. So
0: Yes, and, and good luck with uh with the opening of the business. And we're definitely gonna take a have to take a trip, Jen, to to go see and check Absolutely. out the
1: space. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much Thanks for Thanks so having
2: much, us. guys. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Our podcast is available on our website at ottawacoffeefest.ca. Tell your friends and share the love. Je m'appelle Jen et nous sommes les cafés. My name is Mel and we're the Coffee
0: Gals. Thank you and stay tuned for our next episode coming out in a few weeks. Until then, keep supporting your local roasters and coffee shops.